Welcome to Love Well on Purpose, a podcast giving you tips and encouragement to love the people around you with intentionality. I'm your host, Rachel Shelp. Today, I'm so happy to have my friend, Caitlin Moss on, sharing with us all about how she loves well on purpose, talking to us about mercy meals, and giving us ideas of what she and her husband do for at-home date nights. It is a great episode, and you don't want to miss any of it. I'm so glad you've joined us. Let's get to it. I am so excited to have Caitlin joining us. Caitlin, welcome. We are so glad to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Caitlin Moss. I am from Memphis, Tennessee, and I am a former private chef and personal chef, and I have a food blog called Geraldine in Virginia, which is named for my grandmothers, Geraldine and Virginia, and I am a passionate cook and a mama and a homeschool mom and about a thousand other things, but those aren't necessary. I love that. You and I grew up together a little bit in high school. I remember you coming over and spending the night for my 16th birthday and we had it. It was a rum spring, a birthday. Yes. Yes. Um, so for my listeners, if you can't tell Caitlin and I were definitely the cool kids, (laughs) definitely just super awesome. Um, we had to beat off the boys with a stick. There was, was sure. just like, they all wanted to date us and it was awkward because we had to tell them all terrible now. dresses for run spring. <laughs> I mean, yes. Um, but I always have so much fun talking with you. Always learn so much from you, um, especially re- regarding recipes and cooking. And um, my favorite so far has been, well, not so far, but of late has been that, uh, brown sugar latte that you posted. So Geraldine and Virginia, you said that was named after your grandmothers, right? Yes. Yes. So why did you name it after them? What, what's the significance there? Well, they both, um, were amazing, amazing homemakers and they both got dinner on the table, not just dinner. They got three meals on the table three times a day without drama. And (laughs) I loved see, you know, thinking about how they did that and their motivations because they weren't necessarily always just cooking gourmet meals it was a lot of just get dinner on the table and you know it's going to be what it is they were amazing cooks don't get me wrong but I love taking the inspiration from this very different approach to home homemaking than we have nowadays but also they just they did it without drama. That's the, that's the best way to describe it. They just got dinner on the table without drama. And I think a lot of, a lot of modern cooks don't understand how to cook without a recipe, without feeling like you've got to go to Pinterest and you've got to have different recipes, you know, every night of the week and all these other things. And so I want to teach people the basics and how to cook without drama. So that's my I love that. I love that. And I think definitely over the past year, 18 months, we have all needed that of how do I just get dinner on the table? Cause I'm sick of cooking meals. You have two children, right? How old are they? Um, I have George. He is, he just turned four on Sunday. And then I have William who is nine and a half and they are both rambunctious and crazy and so much fun. And you mentioned before that you have had a career as a personal and private chef, right? And then now you have the social media. So how does food play a part in loving well and being intentional in your life? Well, I think that 
food is the most basic need, uh, you know, not the most basic need, but one of the most basic needs that we have. And so my first thought, if anybody is hurting is to, you know, meet that need with food. And so, because when you're hurting, when you're grieving, when you're stressed, anything, the last thing you can think about is putting dinner on the table. And mm -hmm. so for me, food has always been that and for better or worse, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> too many cookies, but, um, but that's, that's just how I approach food. It's just, it's meeting that need that people can't otherwise think about when they're in the midst of stress. And so I've always, you know, that's the gift that God has given me is the ability to cook easily and without too much drama. And so since I can do that, that is a way that I can meet those needs for, for people. Awesome. So how do you practically go about that? I know something I hear a lot is, well, I don't want to force it. And so I let, the, I say, if you need anything, let me know. Um, but I feel like that doesn't always work well because I'm not going to be likely if I'm just stressed now, yeah. it's different if I've had a major crisis in my family, then yes, please help me out. And I will ask for help then. But if I'm just stressed and having a bad day, we're all stressed and having bad days. That's kind of yeah. the logic that I think. So I, I would be likely to not ask for help for that. So how do you see that need, but also go about filling that need and say, Hey, I'm going to drop this off for you, or I'm going to bring this for you. Yeah. How does that work for you? That's the, that's the difference is not asking, not saying, may I bring you a meal? It's saying, I will be bringing you a meal on this day. I will be dropping off groceries or, you know, a quiche so that you don't have to make breakfast tomorrow or, you know, a coffee or whatever. It's saying, I will be doing this. <laughs> and I, I say, it's my bossy big sister that comes out is learning. I mean, that works with hospitality in your home too. If I say, you know, you were at my house just a few weeks ago when you were in town and I said, yeah. I'm making a coffee. What would you like? <laughs> So here's yeah. what I'll be making. Would you like the same or something different? And so it's not giving people the, you know, not going, would you like something to drink? Cause nobody wants to put anybody out. And so right. being a little bossy and just saying, this is what's going to happen is the key. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that, um, at least for people like me, I might feel bad about that and be like, oh, but you really don't have to and whatever. But at the end of the day, it really will make a difference yes, for me. Exactly. It will, it will be ministry for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I've heard it before of like, Hey, don't, don't refuse letting someone else get a blessing from serving you. I've used that line before. Cause I'm like, no, this is, this is my opportunity to serve you. Don't take this away from me. Then I have to find another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree that, um, being a little bit more intentional to tell them and say, Hey, I'm. I'm going to do this. Is there a day of the week that's better for you? If yes. you don't want to be totally bossy, if you want to give yeah. some, some outs, that's fine. Because, you yeah. know, maybe tonight is not the best night for you. Maybe you do yeah. have tonight covered, but maybe in two days, you're going to be like going all every which way. And you're like, no, yeah. that's the day that I need help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. And I also think noting with that person, you know, I have some friends who are 
big introverts. That is not me. I know I am an extrovert, classic extrovert. Um, when I do need time, introverted time, I'm a little scared, like what's going on. Um, <laughs> so I am a classic extrovert and I, you know, part of the gift would be somebody bringing a meal and sitting and chatting for 30 minutes because, oh my gosh, that makes my day. But I have also learned to be aware with friends and see that, you know, she's very introverted. So sending a DoorDash gift card or dropping a meal on the porch or, you know, things like that are sometimes what certain people need. And so being aware of their needs, aware of their situation is also a big part of it. Definitely. Absolutely. And I would treat my best friend far different than I would treat, you know, a church member that I just know is having a rough time yes. because if I don't know them very well, I'm not going to just bossy big sister them, but my best <laughs> friend, I'm going to be like, no, 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 I, I got this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you do have to adapt, you know, it's not a one size fits all solution. I would love to say it is because that would make it so much easier for me and take the same meal every time and all that. But it's like, you, you have to be aware in the same way that you would be aware of dietary restrictions and, and dietary preferences. Also be aware of their situation, their ability to introvert or extrovert and meet them where they, where they are. I think that's a really great point. Um, so how does your faith play a role in um, loving on people through food. Cause I know that you are Orthodox Christian, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. So explain to me how like food is plays a part in that. And you've mentioned to me before about mercy meals. Yeah. Explain to me what that is, how that works. I think it's really fun. Well, um, so I am Orthodox. I am a convert. I was raised, I was raised Methodist and Baptist and the church has a big emphasis on uh, there are times of the year where we're fasting and there are times of the year where we're feasting. So there are 12 great feasts of the year, along with Pascha, which is also known as Easter to uh, Western Christians. And so Pascha is known as the Feast of Feasts. It is not one of the 12 great feasts because it's bigger than that. <laughs> and so, and if you've never been to an Orthodox Pascha, find one next year. It's usually on a different date middle of the night. So you don't have to miss your church service, I guess, but big party, big time party. And so we have this emphasis on, on food in a, in a way that, you know, we think about it because there are times a year where we fast and our fasting rule and it's um, meat, dairy, wine, and oil is what we fast from certain times of the year. This cycle of fasting and feasting is already such a part of our culture and our tradition when somebody is hurting or, or even just had a new baby or, you know, moved into a new house. Those are the things that we think of. I think that the fasting and feasting rhythm of our church year, I think that plays a lot into why thinking about mercy meals is so important. And so our parish calls them mercy meals. I don't know if other parishes call them that, but I, I remember seeing that one of my first weeks when I had started coming to my parish and I saw that in the bulletin and I was like, I love that name. Like that's such a good name for, for this meal. And so we had, we had a coordinator, the coordinator would handle when somebody had a baby, when somebody had a loss. Yeah. It's the meal, the meal after a funeral is such a big part of you know, coming together and, and 
you know, remembering that person. We even have a tradition that is, uh, we have this thing called koliva and it is a boiled wheat. You take the wheat berries, you know, the little, like the little berries and you boil them in a sweet mixture. And I'm going to butcher the theological. So please don't quote me on this. <laughs> um, the koliva, you eat it. We do it on the 40 day memorial of the person's passing. We do it. Um, we do it the you know, a couple certain intervals and then ongoing every year on the anniversary of their passing. And so the Koliva is prepared by a family member or a friend of the deceased person. And um, that is something that we, we pray some prayers every year on that person's anniversary of their death. We remember them with Koliva. And so um, we, we actually did that this past Sunday. Um, we had someone's memorial and um, it's a sweet dish. Like it's usually got nuts in it. And um, the one this last Sunday, she had chocolate chips and walnuts and honey. And then, yeah. And so you, you eat it and the sweetness of the dish is to remember the sweetness of the person's life. And the oh, sweet- I love that. Yeah. It's, it's a really neat tradition. I love the idea of an ongoing, um, our neighbors across the street are Filipino and they're Catholic. And that's been something that they've done. Um, his wife passed away, um, shortly after they moved in and, um, we've got to know them. And, um, and that was one of the things that they do, um, like at certain intervals and then every year remembering her. And I've always just thought that's a really sweet thing that, um, you know, culturally and growing up in the, in the religious background that I did, like that wasn't kind of just brought casserole and then you kind of forgot about it. Mm -hmm. And you just didn't bring that person back up as often or, or have an intentional time of remembering. And I love that as a way to really be a great grief supporter is like remembering that anniversary date, remembering those moments, and then just celebrating that life and say, Hey, this person, like their life wasn't in vain. They mattered and they still matter, even though they may be gone, like they still have an impact in our lives. And we want to remember that. Yeah. I mean, we are, it's so great also just from a practical standpoint, because I knew, I thought last week, I thought, you know, the anniversary of that person's death is coming up. I really should do something for their widow and, you know, just a, a text or a note or something like that. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, when is that? When is that? And it was so convenient that, you know, on Sunday we had the memorial prayers, we had the Koliva. And so having that was just like, oh yeah, like that's a, a great tangible reminder too, to be able to serve those people because those anniversaries come and go. And I know as you understand that sometimes you want people to understand that today is a dark day for me and, you know, to give you those mercies in some small ways, even if it is just a text. What advice do you have for supporting people and loving on them well through food? And do we have to wait for just these really hard, challenging times? Definitely not. Um, For starters, you definitely can do this any time of the year. I mean, just knowing, you know, when a friend is in the early stages of pregnancy and you may be the only person that knows she's pregnant and she's puking her guts up and cannot cook for her family and, you know, nothing sounds good and, you know, cook a meal, take it and drop it off on her porch and say, you know what, you don't have to worry about even ordering pizza tonight. Um, the any time of the year for sure is any time of anyone's life, any stage is a great time for a mercy meal. Um, I think that some of the practical ways that we do it, sometimes a Costco pizza and churros is a lovely, a lovely offering that you can get. Yes. 
Um, this was, I, I was the coordinator of the Mercy Meals before DoorDash was a thing and Uber Eats and all these amazing, like, <laughs> so somebody actually last year, one of my, one of my dear friends, we had a, a massive kerfuffle with our, with our gas lines and water lines. We woke up to 40 degrees on Christmas morning because we had to turn the gas off because of a leak. And so we, even with heaters running, it was 40 degrees in our house. So cozy. Um, and so <laughs> a friend sent me a DoorDash gift card. It was really nice to have somebody send me, you know, a, a gift card and we ordered barbecue and didn't have to go and pick it up. Didn't have to worry about all of that. Like, you know, it was, it was great. So, I mean, the, the little here and there, a lot of people, especially in a parish, you know, a Southern parish like mine, everybody has their thing that they make. You know, I have uh, the woman who I used to um, be a personal private chef for um, full time. She has a casserole that she calls the nursing mother special. It's a chicken Florentine lasagna. It's made with like cream and mushroom soup and it's topped. It's like got spinach and chicken in it, and it's topped with uh, parmesan and butter and pecans it's yes it's please incredible. I will take that I am not a nursing mother but I will take that <laughs> so good but she always said like it was the nursing mother special because it was so rich you don't have much time to eat you need to just get calories in so she had this thing that was her her specialty and so I you know as a, a young newlywed I felt like I needed to do that I felt like I needed to have my signature dish and that is my roast chicken the rosemary garlic roasted chicken it's this whole chicken it's got potatoes carrots onions all the things so it's a, a complete meal and that was kind of what I used to do and that was my my thing and I gave it to everybody but you know there were other times where I didn't have the the hour that it takes to cook that and you know throwing together a quick salad and things like that are also really helpful you know, going and picking up takeout and dropping it off or sending a gift card. My brother was in the hospital for several months when I was, um, I was in college and he had a back surgery. He developed pneumonia. He was in there for, he, he got pulmonary embolisms. It was a whole thing. And so he was there for months and some of the greatest gifts that people gave us were literally to just go to Costco or Sam's and pick up one of those ginormous pizzas you know, a Coke, a bottle of Coke and some churros and drop that off at the hospital because we're all stuck there, you know, sitting yeah. at his bedside and, you know, he's getting his meals taken care of, but we were like, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> What's for dinner? And so those were some of the greatest gifts. So, you know, a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store, um, some, you know, prepackaged pasta salad and a package of rolls is a wonderful mercy meal. There have been the people who get the full gourmet meal from me with a salad and homemade rolls and a pie. Then there are the people who also just get, they get a rotisserie chicken. And I say, I love you so much, but I just wasn't able to cook tonight. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that when you're on the receiving end of that, you're not judging the person who's delivering a meal. You are receiving that mercy and that kindness and that grace. And you are not thinking about like, I can't believe they didn't slave over their kitchen longer for me. Yeah. You're thinking like, holy cow, they have so much going on and they still did this for me. And I think that's what we Definitely. have to like 
combat that like lie that pops in our head of like, well, this isn't enough. So I'm not going to do it. No, do it anyway. Don't stress too much about what it is. I've had people say, I'm sure you're so sick of casseroles. No, like (laughs) it's like, I personally love a casserole and my family does not. And so like for (laughs) me, I'm like, that means I get the whole Mm -hmm. thing. That sounds great. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, like, it's just kind of like, you know, there's definitely, you know, times when I've received mercy meals that we kind of laugh that like, oh, wow, there's been a lot of variations on the same thing. It's never been a thing of like, oh gosh, I'm so sick of whatever. No, I'm not sick of it. It's, it's just, you know, even if it is the same chili or something like that, you know, that everybody's bringing chili, everybody makes it differently. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Um, so what are other ways we've talked about like these meals during like mercy meal times when someone's going through like a really hard, challenging situation and not just grief, but exciting times too, of like yeah. a new home and all of those things. So when we moved from Florida to Chattanooga, we're now back in Florida, but when we moved to Chattanooga, they, um, we moved the week between Christmas and new year's, which is a terrible time, but it's what worked for us. We had a huge thing and this is for another time, but we basically lost a car in the process on our move up. Oh. Um, oh my literally my husband's car passed the moving truck. It was on the trailer behind it. It was a whole thing. Um, oh my God. whole thing. Can we get to our little townhome apartment? We are ready to be there. My son was six months old at the time. Obviously daughter was not born yet. So, but little one, right. And we were there. Well, apparently the person before us had not paid their water bill in a very long time. So they put a lock on the, on the meter. Um, and because it was a holiday week, we couldn't get like the person in the office of the townhome because they weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, small little, you know, country town. So like, it was a whole thing. And so <laughs> we had people that brought us meals. Someone yeah. brought us pizza that first night and someone brought us another thing. Yeah. And those meals were huge. Obviously we didn't have water. We had to go and use another vacant townhome across the way for water. I'm twitching hearing this story. <laughs> It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but so we could, we couldn't do that. So those meals, I mean, so merciful, so yeah. kind. And like, it was just so helpful. Yeah. And you don't think of those things because most people don't have like traumatic moving experiences like that. <laughs> but, but even in the settling down and trying to figure out where their paper towels are or where their yeah. cleaning supplies are, or those things, even if food is not your thing, bringing by some of those things, the paper towels, a little four pack of toilet paper and like just some Clorox wipes that can be a really kind thing to bring to someone who's moving especially if they move from a bigger distance than just across town that was my grandmother um Virginia of Geraldine in Virginia she would always bring us toilet paper when we moved into a new house and we only moved a couple of times when I was a kid but each time that was what she remembered was I'm gonna bring you some toilet paper and both houses were new builds and so they definitely didn't have toilet paper, but even, even my 80 year old house, when I moved into it, it didn't have toilet paper in the bathroom. Like they had cleared out. And so yeah, exactly. you know, like having that toilet paper, having some bottled water, I burst a blood vessel in my eye. Oh, no. I was so stressed. It was just straight up stress. And I had this burst blood vessel in my eye for weeks before. And it was awful. So, I mean, so yeah. So what we're saying is that don't just focus on grief moments, but focus on those other moments that can also yeah. be stressful 
And if food is not your thing, think about cleaning supplies, think about paper plates and paper cups. So you're not having to pull out your dishes and do all of those things. Cause like a new mom doesn't want to be washing dishes. She's washing enough bottles. If that's the thing that's happening. I know for me, that was, we we were doing bottles. So like I was washing out bottles constantly. Think about the exterior of like plates and cups, paper towels, all those things. That is, and and that's what I tried to, my mom always remembered to throw in, you know, she always just had some mismatched plastic forks and spoons from, you know, over the years. And she would always throw in at least enough paper plates and forks and spoons and, you know, paper napkins, things like that for the meal that she's, that she took so that that way they could eat the meal that she sent and they didn't have to wash dishes. Food storage boxes are huge. Aluminum pans are huge. Not giving that person the burden of, you know, here's my casserole dish. I would like it back because it's very nice. Yeah. You know, um, that's a huge thing. And I, I'm a big believer in that. I've never been upset about a meal where I have to return the, the box because it's a nice, so I don't want people to stress and feel like they need to go and, and invest in a whole bunch of, you know, of those disposable things. I will say the Dollar Tree has, you know, sometimes you might need to double pan if you use the aluminum pans from the Dollar Tree, but, um, you know, you can go to the Dollar Tree, you can get the disposable stuff for pretty cheap. Um, the, the big box stores actually sell these big, um, like the Sam's and Costco, they have the big aluminum pans that hold like a lasagna Yeah, and you can get 30 or 40 of them for like seven bucks. And so I try to keep those on hand because, you know, most anything I can fit into a casserole pan, even if it is a roast chicken, or, you know, even if it's a, a chili, you can put it into a big pan and take it to somebody and they can reheat it in that in the oven, things like that. So that is, that is another thing, you know, think about the paper plates, think about cups. Um, you know, I try to, I try to usually include, we always have some LaCroix in our fridge. I'll throw in a few LaCroix. If it's a happy occasion, I'll throw in a few beers, like, you know, something like that so that they don't even have to think about getting something to drink. You know, it's taken care of and, um, you know, just think practically about the meals, like, and you can do as little or as much as you're able like that's the thing do what you're able to do just do something yes I love that do what you're able to do but do something absolutely um okay so the last thing I want to talk about is um your date nights yeah your date nights are so fun I love it (laughs) and I love the fact that you are intentional with these date nights and not spending money on babysitters Mm. um and I think (laughs) It's easy a lot of times to talk about loving well and loving other people well and loving people outside of your family well. But I think that loving your spouse, loving your kids, loving your immediate family can sometimes be really hard because you're with them all the time. You fall into these routines, not because you don't want to love them well, but because it's just they're there. And so you, you tell them in passing, I love you. And, and that's kind of where you're at. So talk to me about your date nights that you do and how you, how it all works. Yeah. So when, um, my husband and I, it was last year or I guess before 2020, whatever year that was (laughs) at some point in, um, 2019, we decided that we, we really needed to have regular date nights. We had been told by a priest and his wife when we were engaged, they said, you know, you need to do monthly date nights, regular date nights need to happen for you. And we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And 
we've, we've tried, but we've never had the funds for a, for a babysitter. Parents live about an hour away, so it's not feasible for them to just come over and babysit. You know, it's, they're close enough, but you know, if there's an emergency, of course, but they're not close enough to necessarily just be like, Hey, we're going to the movies. Like, and so, um, we, so we decided that Saturday nights were going to be date night and that if we could afford a sitter, we would hire a sitter. If we couldn't afford a sitter, it would be date night in. So then 2020 happened. And so it defaulted. And every night was date night in. Every Saturday. Like it was like, oh yes, I guess what else are we going to do? So what we like to do is, um, first of all, I get a freezer pizza on my grocery order uh, every week. And that is what my sons have for dinner. They have freezer pizza. I usually try to give them um, something fun like lemonade to drink with it because they think that lemonade is just, it's the best. And so they love to have some lemonade with their pizza and we put them to bed at normal time. Um, it used to actually be a little earlier because it's Saturday nights. And so Sundays we have church and you need to get to bed early. <laughs> right. Like, we can't get away with that anymore, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, so we, when we're feeding them dinner, we usually start cooking something special. I, because I love to cook, we love to do something that's more labor intensive. Like I've made homemade pasta before or homemade gnocchi or a really elaborate um, charcuterie board or something like that. And sometimes we just do DoorDash because I think DoorDash is the ultimate luxury, but sometimes we'll do DoorDash or pick up you know, dinner from somewhere. And what we try to do is my husband and I take turns choosing a movie um, that we're going to watch and we'll try to make the movie thematic. And so, you know, we, so say if we're watching, you know, for instance, my, my example is always Roman holiday. <laughs> so say we're watching Roman holiday, I'm going to make Italian food. I'm going to do some elaborate, not just, you know, throw some pasta in with some you know, jarred red sauce. No, it's going to be something that's time consuming. We watched West Side Story a few weeks ago, and I did a, did some research about um, Puerto Rican food because I don't know much about Puerto Rican food. And so um, I made empadillas. I tried to make a really fun dinner. We'll do a special drink or a cocktail or something like that. Um, and just, just make it special. And so something thematic about Greece one time. And so, and I know a little bit about Greek cooking because I've, I've known some Greek people being Orthodox now. And so I knew a little bit about Greek cooking, but I pulled out my, my Greek cookbook from the local Greek church. And I, and I was like, I'm going to make something I've never made before. And so just spending that little bit of extra time and we love, you know, we'll be in the kitchen together and we'll be cooking together and, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I mean, that was the greatest gift we gave ourselves before 2020. So pandemic or otherwise, this, this was such a smart move for us to decide that Saturday nights are date night. And if for some reason, Saturday night has to get moved to another night, we make sure that it's, it's something we prioritize. We've never prioritized dates before because it's just never been feasible. Like, you know, yeah. and it's just not, it's not something we've ever been able to really swing the, you know, the cost of a sitter on a regular basis. So having that set in stone, and then sometimes we do still have the freedom to say, you know what, let's hire a sitter tonight. Let's make this a special, 
occasion out. I love that. And I love that you're setting that example for your boys to see how, how to prioritize the people that you care about yeah. without having to go into debt, without having to be over the top and that you can be meaningful without being elaborate. And I love that. And I mean, and honestly, homemade milky is <laughs> elaborate. Let's just, let's start there, but not for you, right? For me, yeah, that is, exactly. like that's your thing. You yeah. love that anyway. And so it's perfect. We've gone and gotten tops burgers for date night sometimes too. It's not always a gourmet meal or a, you know, an elaborate charcuterie board. Like, no, it's tops burgers and, you know, sitting in our pajamas on the bed, watching a movie. Like, so, I mean, it's, but it's funny that you said that about showing that the people in your lives are life are important. We've now added a Friday night movie night with our nine-year-old. So the four-year-old goes to bed at normal time and we let our nine-year-old stay up late. It started last year. My husband is Halloween obsessed and like <laughs> lives for it. And so I, I just go along with it, but we actually made a bracket and we watched all these classic Halloween movies. We made a bracket. We had special snacks and things like that. And so it was like, we saw how good it was for our marriage to have this Saturday night movie night. So then we were like, you know what? We need to show our son that, you know, he's special too. And so we've started that. And now um, we're going to start a weekly family movie night as well with where we can include the four-year-old and do some earlier in the night movies where he can he can stay up and watch something. And so it's like, it's morphed into these other things. My son wakes up on Fridays and he goes, it's movie night. <laughs> like, oh, I love that thing. So we set up a projector. We do, we, we do it up. So, so that's yeah. awesome. I love that. I love that idea so much of not just being intentional for date nights, but also thinking of ways to incorporate your kids and, and yeah. have those movie nights and have those times without having you know, cause we, we do, we like to go and take the kids individually, but a lot of times what that means is, um, going and looking at like target and just like looking at the toys and pointing out the toys that they like, yeah. um, or like, <laughs> my little extrovert daughter, like going to Walmart is like a treat for her. Cause she just loves to be around people and just wants to do all the things. And so, um, so that's pretty easy, but we've, uh, we've started doing where we at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, depending on which shows, but we'll do, um, like Lego masters and we watch that as a family. And so no one's allowed to watch it unless we're all sitting down and watching it as a family. And so we yeah. keep some of those shows and like preserve that for that special family time exactly. and uh, and that's been so cool and I just love yeah. the way that my four-year-old gets to interact with my nine-year-old and and exactly. they are like laughing and giggling and that just makes our heart so happy you know yeah. and so I love that you talk about that and how that's more for y'all too yeah it's I mean that intentional it's just all about being intentional and that intentional time is so huge and so helpful in every relationship in your life, not just with your spouse or your kid. How can people find you? Where can they follow you? And I will include all of this in show notes, but um, tell them listeners where they can find you and also mention about a little bit about your ebook that you have. Okay. Well, I am available on geraldineandvirginia.com is my blog address and you can find links to everything on there. Um, but I'm also probably going to show up the most regularly on Instagram. And that's where you'll see me getting to be me and um, showing little snippets into our lives, not just food. Um, although it's, it's a, it's a large part, mostly food on Geraldine and Virginia at 
on Instagram. Um, I'm on Pinterest and then um, on Facebook as well. I'm not as active on there, but then also I do have an ebook. It is on my website. If you go to DrillingInVirginia.com, it is it's a banner when you first when you first log in. The Home Chef's Guide to Cooking Like a Personal Chef, and I put together this little ebook that gives my tips and tricks to how I approached cooking for families when I was a personal chef because I would show up once a week and I would cook between three and five meals, sometimes more. Um, depending on their situation. And I would then freeze those meals and store them. So I learned some good tricks for my own cooking and just how to manage, how to mentally manage cooking for a family, because that's what I was cooking for were families. I did some catering, but for the most part, it was a, you know, two kids, mom and dad type of situation, which is where I find most of my, most of my readers are coming from. And so that is, it just gives some, some techniques and some little tricks. And it even has a little cheat sheet that you can hang in your, um, in your cabinet or your, on your fridge of some cooking times and some tips to always remember so that you approach food like a chef and without drama. Caitlin, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you so much for talking to us about loving well and about cooking without drama and all of the things. It has been a joy to have you on. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Caitlin as much as I did. I'm sure that you've walked away with some encouragement and helpful ideas so that you can love well on purpose. For more information on how to follow Caitlin and find out all the information about Geraldine in Virginia, you can go to my show notes, rachelshelb.com slash the podcast. Make sure you also follow me on Instagram at rachelshelb and join my email list so you don't miss out on anything. As always, subscribes and reviews are so helpful to make sure that my podcast gets heard by other people. For now, let's go love well on purpose.